Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Promethean Tides uh, on the uh, 4th of June, 2022. Uh, I am General, and this is Breaker. Uh, hello Breaker, how you doing? Captain Jack Sparrow, live from the set of Aquaman. Mega pints all around, lads and laddies. Savvy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the uh, the good old mega pint. Uh <laughs> Uh, that is a, a million pints, I believe. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> which, which is a lot, uh, but, uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, welcome to the Promethean Tides, uh, remember to like and subscribe, uh, it, it, it does help us out, uh, and, uh, if you, if you want to, uh, leave a comment, uh, about anything that we're saying, whether you agree or disagree with us, um, leave one down below, we will read it, uh, and also, uh, we are on Spotify. Just search Promethean Tides, you'll find us, uh, in case you want to listen to us not on YouTube. Uh, so, there is that. Um, uh, so, uh, on today's show, I guess the, the first three topics that we'll go into are um, uh, Hunter Biden's uh, search history. Uh, that came out this week. Um, also, uh, Joe Biden uh, gave a just a, a brilliant um, discussion, or not a a brilliant speech uh, on gun control and uh, how he wants to definitely not um, <laughs> violate the uh, Second and Sixth Amendment. Uh, and also, um, probably the uh, the largest uh, news story, it's the uh, uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, court case. Uh, now, neither Breaker nor I uh, actually have been following uh, this, this court case that much. Uh, because it's kind of more in the uh, celebrity pop culture kind of thing, uh, things. But uh, uh, we will be having uh, my my girlfriend in to uh, inform us about some of the details uh, because she has been following that. So she'll be on a bit later. Um, but uh, yeah, that's just the uh, the preamble. Uh, so we can uh, we can get right into it. Um, so uh, Hunter Biden's search history. Uh, came out this week. Uh, did you happen to follow this at all, Breaker? Uh, now I haven't been following it that closely, but I have a sinking suspicion what isn't part of that search history is a search for how to properly dispose of a laptop and not get your data stolen. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, apparently his, uh, his, his search history was leaked, uh, and it it contained a, a lot of porn, as as one would expect. Uh, and uh, Joe Biden, he he seems to have some some interesting, uh, I guess, uh, uh, tastes. Uh, you're looking at maybe some some stuff about um, crack crack addicted milfs and um, lonely widows. Uh, not really a huge surprise there, but uh, you know, honestly. I uh, I don't think that that is much of a news story because who who would would feel good about having their search history exposed? You know, all things considered, uh, actually relatively tame. You know, I would be much more interesting if there were some uh, quote unquote confidential business dealings with foreign potentates in there. That would be much more interesting than crack whore milf porn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think uh 
Uh, I, 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 for one, I think that I've, I, I've looked up worse shit than, than, uh, lo Lonely Widows, um, on, on Pornhub, and, uh, Breaker, you, you probably have, have also looked up grosser shit, so I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Well, you know, um, I'm kind of disappointed, honestly. I was expecting much more lollies. Um... Somehow, somehow, I was, I was too. Yeah, I was, I was surprised about the, uh, the complete lack of of that sort of thing. It's strange, isn't it? Because you know, you would kind of, you might be suspect certain people in positions of power these days, especially these days, to, uh, well, be fans of cheese pizzas as well as mega pints of various substances, both legal and questionably legal. <laughs> uh. So uh, the one the one interesting thing I think that did uh, come out of this was that Hunter Biden apparently sent a a porn hub link to Joe Biden, um, as you do, you know, when you when you find a particularly good uh, porn hub link, you, you send it to your dad. I mean, who doesn't do that kind of stuff? He sent me, he sent me, he sent me that porn link, and I, I looked at that, and there, 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 there wasn't any hairy legs. And I, I said, I, I said to him, like, I, I'm very disappointed in you, Hunter. The, there's no hairy legs with hairs that stand up and turn blonde in the sun. America, you know the thing. <laughs> America, uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So the. The the one the one uh, thing that I do want to comment on this is that it is a very uh, I guess salacious story. I don't think that it's uh, it's particularly important, but it will get your uh, I guess your average normie to maybe kind of pay attention to what's going on with Hunter Biden and maybe look a little bit deeper with um, some of the other information that has come out about Hunter Biden and you know maybe maybe this will. Um, uh, just get a get get a few people that otherwise wouldn't be paying attention to pay a bit more attention. I think that if there's any good of this, uh, that's probably it. Um, uh, of course, the the other thing is, um, uh, we we I, I guess uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were maybe like sharing uh, phone numbers, uh, and so it's possible that maybe you know. Uh, Hunter was actually just sending this link to himself because he was also using his dad's phone number. But then there are a lot of implications about, well, if they were sharing phone numbers, like, I mean, th uh, what could that mean? That might mean that, uh, you know... Technically, Joe Biden could be potentially implicated in things that he technically wasn't responsible for and vice versa. So there's like this layer of plausible deniability as uh, questionable and suspiciously corrupt politicians are sometimes known to engage in. Right. So, I mean, you have this situation where it's like, OK, if they're sharing numbers, then it might have been Joe Biden that was actually sending this to himself or or any any combination of that it could be that hunter was sending this to himself joe biden was sending this to himself joe biden was sending this to hunter hunter was sending this to joe biden um any any combination of that could could be the case uh and then also if they're sharing numbers what if what if hunter was 
posing as Joe to get uh like further into charisma or or to enact other shady deals uh in 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 the Ukraine um or or maybe Biden was posing as as Hunter in order to like manipulate things without having his name on it like i there's a lot of potential for shady for shady dealings here well you know i i'm i'm a person who will that, that's a very um interesting theory you have there but i'm a person who likes to give people the benefit of the doubt and i have an alternative theory that joe biden is just so monumentally disappointed in his son hunter that he was actually searching for crack whore milfs in an attempt to potentially create a new crack addict son that he could potentially be more proud of <laughs> because like the the his his first crack addict son didn't turn out that well he's like uh got to try again with the with another crack addict i need i need i need the crack baby that that's built from the ground up as, as a crack baby. You see, Hunter, his problem was he, he got addicted to crack later in life. I need him. I need to get him while they're young, just like my education policy. It, it needs to happen like right when they're in, in preschool or earlier, potentially in the womb. America. <laughs> He's like we we can rebuild him. We can perfect him. <laughs> We're going to build back better. I'm going to build a better, stronger, faster, crackhead son. America. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, so that was, I mean, that was what, what came out from the leak. Um, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't anything too uh, newsworthy, but it was uh, mildly entertaining. Um, <clears throat> but uh, what was a little bit more impactful uh, was... Uh, the uh, uh, the speech uh, that Joe Biden gave this week in regards to uh, gun control. Uh, so that was a th uh, a thing that happened. Um, I I actually I took some uh, some bits uh, uh, out of uh, the speech, uh, some some highlights, uh, and uh, I think that. Uh, uh, this is, this is, I, I don't think that anything that he's proposing is actually going to go through, but if it did, uh, there's some really questionable and, and potentially dangerous stuff here. Um, uh, did you, did you get a chance to watch any of the speech, Breaker? I don't believe I did. Mostly these days, I'm more interested in philosophical things, unfortunately. Well, I don't blame you. I think, uh, a lot of politics, uh, it's, it stopped making sense a while ago. Yeah, so if I wanted to see a fucking Alzheimer's-ridden corpse puppet, like, mumble incoherently about politics, I would just go to the projects. Right, right. So, uh, of course, this was uh, this was in response to the um, uh, to the shooting that occurred at the uh, Robb Elementary School in uh, Uvalade, Texas, um, and uh, you know, obviously. Um, uh, a great tragedy, um, probably, uh, you know, a, a tragedy that, that could have been helped if, you know, the police had decided to, um, enter the elementary school and, uh, you know, do something, um. Well, you see, the problem is if they'd have done that, they could have been shot. See, that's, that's the thing that people don't realize, right? Um, you know, 
yeah, there were children being shot, but what about the police officers? You know, like, what about them? I'm not going to there. I'll get shot. Why do you hate police officers? I thought you were one of those Blue Lives Matter motherfuckers. Come on, man, America. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Because uh, you know the the best thing the best thing to possibly do is um, just disarm disarm the citizenry, uh, and then show the citizenry that that once they're disarmed, the police won't even take care of them anyway. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Um, that sounds about right to me. Yeah. Uh, so, well, believe it or not, the police technically don't have any legal obligation to protect you. This is actually like a, a legal precedent. Like, a, a police officer's duty does not include the duty to actually protect you from harm. Uh, yeah. Weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a little bit strange, but um. I guess that's that's the way the world works. Uh, so uh, I'll just I'll just uh, read out some some sections of of his speech, uh, and I, I I think that as the speech goes on, it actually gets more and more terrible. Uh, so I'm reading these in order um, of when they were said in the speech, but uh, uh, it, it it gets worse. Don't worry. So Joe Biden says, uh, for so many of you at home, I want to be very clear. This is not about taking away anyone's guns. It's not about vilifying gun owners. In fact, we believe we should be treating responsible gun owners as an example of how every gun owner should behave. Um, okay, so that, that on the surface, that, that sounds all right. Wouldn't you agree? Well, you know, responsibility and accountability... It, it... This is part. This is all part of the plan. This is part of building back better. He wants to make better, more responsible, more accountable gun owners. You see, America. Come on, man. You know the thing. Well, and when when it comes to responsibility and accountability, I can think of no uh, uh, better example than than the Biden administration. I mean, they're they're pillars of this sort of thing. Well, just look at his personal life too. Just look at his family life. Like he he made like an an incredible dynamo of crackheaded hedonism uh but breaker responsible crackheaded hedonism okay keyword there yeah very responsible like the the laptop left at the repair store that repair guy was trusted with that laptop to return it to its uh rightful owner so it, this is all his fault <laughs> right uh so uh biden goes on to say um for example Machine guns have been federally regulated for nearly 90 years. And this is still a free country. This isn't about taking away anyone's rights. It's about protecting children. It's about protecting families. It's about protecting whole communities. Um, so uh, I, I heard this, and I, I got a, a flashback um, back to the, uh, to the Bush administration. When they were trying to uh, put forward the uh, the Patriot Act, where I think that almost the exact same shit was said, um, the Patriot Act isn't about taking away anyone's rights. It's about protecting the children and protecting families. Yeah, this is all part of like freaking postmodern realpolitik. It's all just, it's all deception and centrifuge with no actual substance. It's just this superficial, emotional veneer. Of forms that doesn't coalesce into anything substantive, and 
insofar as it does coalesce into anything that could be considered substantive, it is a completely opaque, non-transparent, secret tribunal that can convict you of crimes in secret, sort of like the kind of activities that were one of the reasons this country was founded in the fucking first place. <laughs> um, at the, actually, you know, I, I agree with you, it's all like, like postmodern gobbledygook. That is layers upon layer upon layer of, of bullshit, but the 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 thing that it's all resting on, the thing that it's that this whole system is designed to protect, is just uh, so they can keep keep doing the the spirit cooking. They fucking love the spirit cooking. Uh, apparently, they're going to become King George 2.0. I guess is where they're going. Like literally, the, the fucking Patriot Act and the secret FISA court shit. That's literally just King George's, like, bill of fucking retainer, like, crown court bullshit that you don't need to be present for the hearing to be fined or charged or have a letter from his majesty saying that you owe me this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, I, 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 God, I, it's hard to tell what even is happening in politics anymore, but, um, he goes on to say that we need to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, so... Breaker, here's a question for you. What a what's what's an assault weapon? I think it's a meaningless fucking throwaway term that ultimately means nothing. Insofar as it could be construed to mean anything at all, it is a black mechanical square, inorganically shaped weapon of a nondescript size and functionality that looks scary and invokes a negative emotional response, therefore re, therefore ban it. I think that's that's the most the closest definition to assault weapon I can actually think of. Okay, now now Breaker, let me put this one forward. Let's say that I had a, an M16, which I believe is is not uh, you're not allowed to have that as a civilian. But let's say that I painted it pink. Hmm. Well, then, you see, it's not black, scary, and intimidating anymore. And believe it or not, you can look up, they did studies on this, where they had just random samples of people look at different firearms. And they were, they were like 70% more likely to classify metallic and black and square-shaped firearms, regardless of size, as assault weapons. And they were much less likely to classify things that were made of wood and round and organic-looking as assault weapons. It's pure fucking mechanical or logical functionality underpinning any of this. It's just like, black gun scary, re. <laughs> right, so... Um, maybe, maybe the left and the right could make, uh, a compromise. So, um, Americans are, are allowed to own whatever weapon they want, but if it's, if it's scary enough, they have to paint it pink. And then I think that that would make everyone happy. You remember Fortnite, like that pink bear, like that fur-suited bear character in Fortnite? Like, just have her weapon set... Just like pink pistols with teddy bears on the sides of them, and a pink M16 <laughs> with a drum magazine that looks like fucking cutie pie chicken eyes or some shit, and then you see it's not scary intimidating anymore. Or get like Five Nights at Freddy's animatronic collection, where you got like five different weapons. You've got a Browning like fucking assault rifle. <laughs> Full auto belt fed, but it looks like Freddy Fazbear, and it's smiling, and it's got bear eyes on the top of it, and it, it, it like 
the head like moves and says like happy birthday and then you're fine it's not scary anymore <laughs> right right so it's like okay if it's if it's like an m16 then you got to paint it pink but if it's like scary enough like if it's a it's a fucking like uh if it's a if it's like a like a light machine gun then um you have to paint it rainbow and maybe put like a little like um uh, uh hammer and sickle on it and then it's like totally chill cover it in pokemon stickers Ah, there you go. Because it can't possibly be an assault weapon if it's if it's rainbow and covered in Pokemon stickers. It's chill. Um, so, uh, uh, Biden went on to say uh, that they need to strengthen background checks, enact uh, safe storage laws and red flag laws, uh, and repeal the immunity that protects uh, gun manufacturers from liability. Um, so, uh, strengthen the background checks, um, I'm not even sure exactly what that would mean, um, that's inc incredibly loose language. Um, uh, enact safe storage laws, uh, so this would mean, he, he, he said later, um, we should have safe storage laws and personal liability for not locking up your gun. So, basically, if your gun is not in a gun safe, you are held liable. Uh, if a home invader breaks into your house, uh, then you just have, you, you ask him to wait by the front door patiently and politely. <laughs> then you take out your gun and then you, you tell him, okay, continue invading my home. And then it's all good, right? Like that's how things ought to operate. Yeah. You know, the more I think about this and the more you describe this, like this, this is just an anathema to the entirety of the fucking constitution. What you just described technically violates the Second, Fourth, and Sixth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment because, okay, how are you going to enforce this? You're basically creating a law that says if you own this specifically ill-defined fucking thing that we get to change the definition of whatever it fucking suits us for politically expedient reasons, then basically police officers, in, order, in the course of enforcing this law, can just search your house at any time and make sure it's in the safe... Oh yeah, yeah. I guess that that by owning a gun, they would have to be able to come in and check on you every once in a while. You know, make sure that it's it's locked up. Um, you know, do like a surprise checkup. Uh, <laughs> and, oh god, it. You know, it's like okay. At at what point? Like, where 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 does it say in the fucking constitution that this is the purview of the federal government? Like, this is so clearly unconstitutional. Like, fuck all of this shit. But. Um, it's what, it's, look, what Biden wants, Biden gets, goddammit. Um, uh, so he goes on to say, and I, this is where we get into, like, some really, these last two bits are the really dangerous parts. Uh, uh, Biden says, uh, we should also have national red flag laws so that a parent, a teacher, a counselor can flag for a court that a child, a student, a patient is exhibiting violent tendencies, threatening classmates, or experiencing suicidal thoughts. It makes them a danger to themselves or to others. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. That's pure communism. That's like, that's like the, the young Octoberists. That's like the freaking child soldiers from 1984. They want to turn children into the ultimate tattletales so that they can enforce their bullshit through the naivete of children. Say, okay, little Timmy, if you point to the bad man and say that the bad man is bad, you'll get a, a lollipop. 
I mean, just c consider like how how that could be used against the the American public, uh, right? So, uh, in in just like not even assuming that the government would would misuse this power. Let's say that I knew someone, and and that someone didn't like me, but we know each other. But he he doesn't like me for whatever reason. He could go to the government and you could say, uh, yeah, this, uh, this, this general guy, um, he, he's been exhibiting uh, bad behaviors. You should take away his guns. And then the government can come in and take away my guns just because he, he fucking said so, I guess. Um, so that's, that's, that's one possibility. Also, the government could just come in and say, uh, hey, you know, we've decided uh, as, the, as the government, uh, you know, based off of the data that we've collected from the NSA, um, uh, we, we've decided that, uh, you know what, you're, uh, you're, you're a danger. So, uh, we're just gonna go ahead and, uh, take away your guns. Like, this is, this is so, like, like, dystopian, uh, in, in the way that this would actually pan out. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. Well, the government, the government could use that very effectively, but also another weird loophole this kind of opens is technically like even 100% anonymous people all they need to know is your full legal name and they could make an anonymous tip call on a fucking burner phone and say hey full legal name so and so I'm kind of suspicious of this person might be planning something illegal and illicit that involves firearms maybe you should check their house and then hang up with zero accountability whatsoever now that could be like some type of government secret wet worker doing that, or that could be just a random fucking internet troll that thinks like, "Hey, bro, well, see where this guy's streaming? I'm gonna make a red flag call, and he's gonna get swatted. Check it out." <laughs> right, right. Like the the amount of danger that, I mean, it's just it's 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 insanity. Like is what this is, and then, um. Biden in his uh, infinite dementia, um, uh, he uh, uh, he saved the best for last. Um, he said uh, the House of Representatives have. Uh, and, and by the way, I just want to say I took this transcript um, from the New York Times. So uh, of course they decided to not include all of the um, the 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 misspeaking and the uh, the thing. Uh, that was. It's like fucking Froghorn Leghorn. It's President Froghorn Leghorn. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, of course, this is much clearer than uh, than how the speech actually went. But uh, uh, they might have even added shit and put their own ideas in there. For all you know, if you weren't actually watching this motherfucker say this, he could have just started talking about the blonde hair of his legs and how he learned about roaches out of fucking nowhere. You don't know. That's that's true. That is true. Um, so the uh, uh, Biden says uh, the House of the House of Representatives already passed key measures we need, expanding background checks to cover nearly all gun sales, including at gun shows and online sales, getting rid of a loophole that allows a gun sale to go through after three business days, even if the background check has not been completed. Okay, so this one this one is uh, the fucking worst. Uh, and and this is this is where the, the violation of, of both the I believe the, the second and, and uh, maybe the the sixth, the sixth uh, amendment yeah yeah um so right now uh, the uh, there's a three day um, background check and uh, if the federal government doesn't get back to you in three days then you get the gun and this actually makes sense because otherwise you can 
um, apply for the gun, apply for the background check, and then you come back three days later, and the government goes, oops, we need some more time, give us another week. You come back a week later. Government goes, oops, we need more time, come back in a month, come back in a month. Oops, we need more time, come back in fucking 13 years. The government could, could just perpetually say, we're still working on it, and you actually can never get the gun. Um, like, malicious inaction of the government, they can literally just sit on their hands on fucking purpose in direct contravention of the Sixth Amendment and the violation of due process. Through government inaction, impose upon you a type of enforcement of... Well, a non-enforcement in this particular case would have the, the desired result for them, so they, they can just literally do nothing... But it has legal weight behind it that binds you. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just like they could put you in a jail cell for like, oh, this guy's supposed to stand trial for this crime. Well, why don't we just lose the paperwork? And I, I think he deserves like I don't know arbitrary number of years in that jail cell, and we'll just never actually have the trial for this amount of time. And then when we finally quote unquote refine the paperwork and say, oh. I guess time served. Uh, you're free to go now. Fuck you. <laughs> right. Um, so this would, uh, yeah, this uh, this would basically allow the federal government to, uh, I mean, outside of the red flag laws where they could take away your guns, this would allow the federal government to never have to issue any guns. Uh, and you couldn't even, um, I mean, he, he, uh, uh, to cover nearly all gun sales. So... Like even private sales. So let's say that I I had like a uh, like I had like a, a a son or something, and I wanted to give him a gun. Uh, I believe that this uh, in in Joe Biden in Joe Biden's planning, this would also apply to that. That like you can't even give your gun to a family member, which is I mean, this is this is effectively what what Joe Biden is is doing here. It's effectively a a just a a ban on guns. Period. It's so much more extreme than than uh, even like what what Beta uh, what what Beta O'Rourke uh, wants to put forward. Yeah, I don't think he, one he doesn't have the popular support, and two, when the freaking elections roll around in this November, I don't think he's going to have the political support either because there's probably like a massive red wave coming. So, for all intents and purposes, my prediction is none of this ever goes anywhere. But he will pretend like he did with the. Uh, that mandate, vaccine mandate he tried to do where all companies with over 100 employees must mandatorily vaccinate. And even after the Sixth Circuit Court struck that down, he was like, his whole administration was like, yeah, we're planning to go ahead with that. Yeah, until the day where it was supposed to happen, and then they just switched the topic to something else. I, they just uh, kept up the appearance of, yeah, this is totally going to happen, and then just pivot to something else, and hope their actual voter base didn't notice yeah this, they uh, probably didn't because you know leftoids yeah this this certainly i i i'm, I'm like 95 percent confident that this isn't going anywhere uh and even if it did like it would the supreme court would have to shoot it down um but uh it just it, it shows i guess what the left really wants uh even if they can't get it it's it's what they want and uh you know it's it's it's, it's at least they're being honest so that's good um and then when it's time for the rubber to meet the road, they'll be just like, um, hey, uh, hey, guys, look at that butterfly. Ooh, and then the ADHD voter base would be like, oh, butterfly. Ooh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that was uh, that was Hunter Biden's speech. Uh, brilliant, brilliant stuff. I mean, as Joe always. Biden's speech. I mean, sorry, sorry, uh, Joe, Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, this fucking 
disgusting fake news. What are you talking? We got a reputation to uphold, goddammit. <laughs> we got to make sure to accurately represent Alzheimer's howdy do. Right, right. Um, yeah, so uh, fantastic speech uh, by Joe Biden. Um, we should all be clapping. Uh, but now uh, clap, clap, we, will, clap. we will be getting into the uh, probably the, the largest story of the week. Uh, this was the uh, uh, Johnny Depp uh, Amber Heard uh, court case. Uh, this has been going on for, I think, a, like a, a few months now. Um, uh, and uh, uh, it finally uh, wrapped up this week. Uh, Breaker, you you nor I have been paying that much attention to it uh, because uh, it's kind of kind of more more of the pop culture side of things. Um, but uh, you know who has uh, been paying uh, at least a decent amount of attention uh, attention to it, at least more more than uh, uh, Breaker and I uh, is is my girlfriend uh, who uh, uh, is actually uh, joining us here so that she can. Uh, maybe explain some of the uh, finer uh, details of, of this court case to us, because uh, we are ignorant, and she is less ignorant. Uh, so, uh, uh, in, in the same way that I am general, and that's not my real name, uh, this is uh, this is Koi, uh, my girlfriend. Uh, hello, Koi. Uh, how are you doing? Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, general. Hi, breaker. What's up? Yay. <laughs> a mega pint all around, lass. <laughs> we're going to fill up the Olympic swimming pool, and we're going to drink two hundred and fifty thousand gallons of red wine. It constitutes a mega pint. I didn't know that this was a thing, but um, uh, I guess I guess one of the lawyers said said mega pint, uh, and. In like in metric, mega is is a million. So I guess the the lawyer was arguing that that Johnny Depp in a single sitting drank a million pints of wine. <laughs> that's that's a lot of wine. <laughs> um, but uh, let's uh let's let, let's actually go through uh some of the details of this court case. So right um. So uh, this is uh, uh, there. There was a a previous case uh, that happened in the UK. Um, I don't know. Right. If, I don't know if you know anything about this, but uh, uh, well, do, do you know anything about this? So I actually um, don't know the full details of that um, trial that happened in the UK. But okay, so I thought I would start with like a brief. Um, background of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, if that's okay with you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you guys know Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, but um, both, they're both actors. Um, so they first met in 2009 when they were filming um, a movie called The Rum Diary. And back then they were um, dating other people. So um, Johnny Depp was still with um, Vanessa Paradis, she's like um, a French singer, and then um, Amber Heard was with um, Tasha Van Reed, uh, a woman, so uh, Amber is bisexual. So they were both still in a relationship when they first met, and then in 2012, so Johnny Depp broke up with um, his partner, they, Amber broke up with her partner, and then in 2012, 
they started dating and then it was a whirlwind romance and then in 2014 they got engaged and then in 2015 they got married in a private ceremony so after 15 months of marriage amber in 26 this is in 2016 filed for divorce um and this was uh publicized so when she filed for um divorce in court she also claimed that that's when she claimed that johnny depp um was abusing her right so after 15 months of marriage amber filed for divorce this was in 2016 and that's when she claimed that johnny depp was abusing her that she was a victim of abuse by johnny depp um and then the divorce was finalized in 2016 and then she received a seven million dollar settlement and then in december of 2018 amber heard an op-ed which was published in washington post about experience as a physical abuse victim so in this article johnny depp was not named so she made sure to not mention johnny depp's name but it was clear it was obvious that it, it, she was talking about her uh, exper air quotes experience with johnny depp so in 2019 depp johnny depp sued amber for 50 million for defamation over that washington post article so he filed that case in Fairfax, Virginia, because apparently um, the anti-slap law is much weaker in Virginia than in L.A. So I think I'm not really familiar with what the anti-slap, that's S-L-A-P-P law, I don't, I'm not really sure what that is, but it's a law that allows a trial to be publicized. To be televised and so johnny depp wanted um so it was very strategic on johnny depp's part he filed um the case in virginia because he wanted his name to be cleared he said i i want to tell the truth and so i'm willing to air out my dirty laundry to the public but he wanted to clear his name um and and then in 2020 Johnny Depp sued The Sun. So The Sun is a, a British tabloid who um, they published a bunch of articles saying that Johnny Depp was a wife beater. And because of this, and because of this, Johnny Depp um, lost um, a lot of projects that he had lined up. Um, so, uh, so, uh, 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 so he, uh, uh, he, he did this, uh, uh, this lawsuit against Amber Heard. Um, mm. this was, I, uh, I guess Amber Heard never explicitly said that she was being abused by Johnny, but I guess who else would she be, who else would, would she right. be referring to? Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess uh, uh, Johnny Depp, he hasn't sued the son, or, or he did sue the son, but that's still like ongoing. 
so that's um so the sun is the british tabloid right in britain and so johnny that's when the uk trial started oh so, okay so that was with the sun not with amber so Heard. that was with the sun and yeah and i had to like you know look it up just to make sure that you know i have my facts um accurate but i guess the trial case was um over Johnny suing the son and not um Amber and which he was also um he he lost that case by the way in in the UK okay so that's actually that's very surprising to me because right the 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 son explicitly named Johnny Depp whereas uh -huh. Amber Heard never explicitly named Johnny Depp and yet he lost the case against the son and won his case against Amber Heard I guess mm -hmm. maybe that's the difference between um, uh, the U.S. and, and UK. The UK law. trial system. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not. I don't really know the full details of the UK trial, so I can't <clears throat> comment. But, okay. So right. So 2020, Johnny Depp sued the Sun, and then it went on for years. I think not years, but like maybe a year, and then he um, he lost that case. He appealed. And then the court um, did not allow him to um, appeal. I don't know the term. And then in January 2021, Amber countersued Johnny for $100 million after her motion to move the case to California was denied. She played the, uh, the Uno reverse card. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so just going back, 2019, Johnny Depp sued Amber for uh, in, in Virginia for defamation. And then I guess uh, Amber Heard didn't, didn't want the trial to be uh, televised. So she appealed to the court, but when it was denied, then she countersued. So April 22, 2022, so April of this year, um, the trial finally began and it lasted for six weeks and it concluded on june 1st with the verdict in favor of johnny depp thank god right and <laughs> as as far as i know um the uh the end result was that um uh amber heard owed johnny depp 15 million um i guess they found that johnny depp might have done something slightly wrong so johnny depp owes Amber heard two million. So at the end of it, um, right. Uh, so the the jury um, thought you know, the jury understood actually the 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 nuances of of their case. They understood that these are two people in a very toxic relationship, and I guess they both defamed each other. But more so on Johnny's side, because, you know, Johnny's a bigger star. He lost, like, millions of dollars of um, worth of projects because of this. And Amber is not really, you know, I, I don't fucking know her. I only knew her because she was married to Johnny Depp. And so, you know, she was like, okay, the court was like, okay, you get $2 million for, you know, the hassle. I don't know. But... So anyway, for the six weeks that this trial has been going on, I'm I've been 
keeping tabs on this actually for years. So do you remember so back in twenty twenty, the um that was the year that the recordings of Amber Heard were released. Um and, and that famous photo of Johnny Depp with with a severed finger. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Did I show I that I to you, General? Mm-hmm. I, I think I remember saying it, Breaker, did did you see that, the, the severed finger thing? Yeah, I remember hearing about that back in 2020, but 2020 was a very turbulent year. There was a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah, so th- that was during the um, the UK trip that was when they released all of the evidences that Johnny Depp had against Amber Heard. Um, I guess Johnny Depp well, and also Amber Heard, they were both recording each other throughout their relationship, which I thought was, like, <laughs> very weird. That's that's a sign of a healthy relationship. That, yeah. So, uh, in the recordings that were released, we, you know, hear Amber Heard famously saying, I, I, I wasn't punching you, I was hitting you. And so when that came to light in 2020, I was like, wait a second. You know, maybe, maybe Johnny Depp, you know, is telling the truth, and Amber Heard was lying about um, her claims of abuse. But you know, the media was like, "Believe all women," and so, okay. So anyway, so the trial started in April, lasted for six weeks. So basically, Amber's testimony was that she was a victim of a physical and emotional abuse and that johnny johnny depp would be would get violent towards her when he's under the influence of of drugs and alcohol and that at one point johnny depp to to be fair to be fair if you are drinking a mega pint then uh (laughs) you're you're gonna be pretty fucked up like um, I right, a and then pint and I'm, I've got to wash my Adderall down with a mega pint, right? <laughs> an Olympics, an Olympic swimming pool of wine. <laughs> so, anyway. and then anyway, yeah, and then, and then at one point, Johnny Depp, um, she Amber Heard claimed that Johnny Depp uh, sexually assaulted her with a bottle, which Johnny Depp. Um, said wow that is like a lie anyway Johnny's testimony um, was paints a very different picture from from what Amber is claiming has been claiming for years so according to Johnny Depp Amber was actually the aggressor of most of the fights she was actually the one who uh, um, who started the physical fights, which is backed by the recordings that was released of of Amber. You know, say as I've said earlier, she was she, that recording of her saying, "I wasn't punching you; I was hitting you. You're such a baby. Grow the fuck up, Johnny." Was saying that. That makes all the difference. Oh yeah, I mean, she was she was just she was just uh, hitting. You know, it was uh, it's fine. Uh, so I I wanted to I want to uh, 
I remember uh, hearing about this. So Amber Heard claimed that um, that she was uh, uh, that she was like being physically abused. That like Johnny was like I don't know like punching her in the face or something. And then um, there were photos. There were photos of of her from this time, uh, and it didn't appear. It, it like it didn't appear as though she had bruises. And then Amber heard that she said that she used a specific makeup brand to cover the bruises. And there was an interesting thing here. Can can you explain that? Yeah, I was I I was going to mention that later. I, <laughs> that's 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 on my notes. But yes, so Amber. Um, said that Johnny Depp hit her, broke her nose, blah, blah, blah. And her lawyer said um, that the Amber was using this uh, brand of concealer correcting kit. So the brand is called Milani. And so she actually, on, in the court, she, she was on the stand. No, she was... I don't know, she was standing and she was showing the jury and the judge. She was like, this, this product is, is the correcting kit that Amber Heard was using to conceal her bruises from, that she um, received from Johnny Depp's fist, whatever. And so Milani, that brand, went on social media, on TikTok. I don't know if you guys... Have TikTok accounts if you're on there. Chinese propaganda. No one have it. No one should have it. But go ahead. <laughs> um, so Milani, the brand, they made a TikTok, and basically the TikTok was like, "Hold the fuck up!" The, that correcting kit was not made. It was uh, manufactured in December of 2017. Oh. All. Of and and the the divorce they divorced in 2016. Uh -huh. So Amber Amber's claims of abuse from Johnny would have happened in between like 2015-2016. So Amber Heard actually time traveled, got a concealer from a year in the future, right. and then used it. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, that was that was a fun time because I feel like that was the time when uh, everyone on social media started waking up and they were like, wait a second, like Amber Heard is fucking lying if, you know, if, if the company itself said, no, we didn't, we made it in 2017, Amber Heard is lying. Anyway, that was that was very fun. Everyone on social media was like, Amber Heard is a liar. Well, um, I think this just demonstrates your internalized misogyny. Like, why aren't you believing this woman? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> believe all women. Be believe all women. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. So. And then, um, so during the trial, um, Johnny also... Uh, said that I guess uh, apparently on the night that his finger was severed so they were in Australia during that time apparently Amber got really mad because she just had a meeting with Johnny Depp's lawyer about a potential post-nuptial agreement so Amber got really mad 
and threw a vodka bottle at him. It smashed and broke his finger. No, actually, not just broke his finger. Cut his finger off. Like, literally the tip of his finger. Jesus Christ. To the bone. And then the security so that, guard testified like it was literally the bone was exposed. Ugh. Yeah, and you have, like, pictures, graphic pictures of that. Um, but anyway, that was, according to Johnny, that was the reason why that happened. It, it was because Amber got really mad that they were going to have a post-nuptial agreement. But, you know, Amber, Amber, throughout this trial for years, she's been saying, no, it's not about the money. I'm not a gold digger. But, you know, she got mad because of a post-nuptial agreement. So I want to uh, I wanted to go through some of the other, um, I guess, uh, uh, things that Amber Heard said and did that appeared to be false statements or inaccuracies. Uh, so, uh there was there was a thing where she said that uh she had pledged some money to to charity but then mm -hmm. uh i guess her definition of of pledge is different than actually giving money what what was like i i thought that was really <laughs> it was really fast yeah i uh, i thought that that was the highlight of the trial for me um so the issue of the seven million donation um, that she said she made to um, U ACLU and Children's Hospital. So Amber Heard went on multiple TV shows after and, she and divorced with Johnny Depp. Just, so just, to, uh, just interrupt uh, very quick. That seven million mm -hmm. that was from her divorce settlement. That's what she got from yes. Johnny. Yeah. Yes, that's what she got from from Johnny Depp that was this seven million dollar settlement and she said I don't want the money I will donate this between ACLU and Children's Hospital so she's on the record um saying that oh yeah I've I've donated I've donated the the money that I received from the settlement split between ACLU and Children's Hospital so and then she, I think she also mentioned that in her op-ed in, in that was published in the Washington Post. Um, it, but on the trial, we actually learned that ACLU and Children's National did not receive it, the donation from Amber Heard. So AC, I guess a representative from ACLU and someone from Children's National, or I think they just sent a letter uh, and it was presented in court and they said, yeah, we never received the money. But I think ACLU did receive money on her behalf. So they received $100,000 from Johnny Depp. And then someone made a 500000 donation, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about the amount, but there's like a $500,000 donation that was made in her behalf. And I guess apparently it was linked to Elon Musk because um, Amber and Elon dated after um, she divorced with Johnny Depp. But and so on the trial, we see um, Amber and uh, Johnny Depp's lawyer butt heads. It, it was it was really amazing. Um, What's her name? Camille Vasquez, Johnny Depp's lawyer. The way she and 
interrogated yeah amber they were like arguing about the definition of donation versus pledged so the camille the the lawyer was asking amber did you um have you donated or have you paid um aclu and children's um national children's hospital um the seven million dollar donation and then amber was like i have pledged you know she kept mentioning the word pledged and then um and then camille was like but i but donation donate and pledge um has a very different meaning and amber was like yeah but i use pledge and donation synonymously or something like that and then she also so they uh they they never uh they never received any money from amber heard even though she went on even though she went on all these talk shows and said Uh i gave the money away but they never yeah and she also said that in court you know she specifically uh used the term donation i think in the uk trial as well um she also said that she donated the money but and then um on the trial amber finally said no i have not been able to fulfill you know the 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 donation or like the the amount that i pledged i haven't been able to pay that because johnny depp uh sued me and then the, the lawyer was like miss heard you received the money in 2016 and oh. johnny depp and Johnny Depp sued you, I think, 2019? She yeah. had three years to give the money. So, you know, I think she received the money maybe 2017. I don't know. But yeah, it, she's had the money for years. Or at least less than two years. And she never, the lawyer was like, Miss Heard, you've had the money for like two years you could have donated that as soon as you received the the settlement why didn't you like why is she using um that as a reason johnny depp suing her oh i couldn't i couldn't you know fulfill my donation because johnny depp sued me you know um, uh something tells me that um if the uh, if the children's hospital and the aclu uh didn't receive their money previously they're definitely not receiving their money now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amber I doesn't even... out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Amber Heard doesn't even have the money to pay Johnny Depp now for the you know for the ten million dollar um settlement. Is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah she's eight million in the hole. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I guess. Throughout the trial, almost all of Amber's claims of abuse were um, mostly proven to not be true by Johnny Depp's witnesses. So um, there were like three police officers who testified um, claiming that they they did not see any injuries on Amber when they responded to a call that was made um, in Johnny Depp's penthouse. I guess after 
uh, Amber and Johnny allegedly had a fight. Amber called the police, um, saying, "Oh, my husband and I had a fight, and he attacked me or punched me or something." And that the, the police officers who uh, responded to that call, they went on the stand saying, "Oh, we we didn't see any injuries." And then um, I, we also have Amber's personal nurse saying that she didn't really see any injuries on her. So it, basically, Amber is claiming that, you know, oh, Johnny hit me and I have all these bruises and a broken nose, but no one around Amber has really seen these sad injuries. Like, on the she claimed that um, on the night that Johnny Depp allegedly broke her nose, she went on James Corden um, a late night show I don't know, like a promotion of a movie or something and she, you can clearly see that she doesn't have any injuries. She most definitely did not have a broken nose, so... Well, I mean, come on. She did have concealer from the future. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty futuristic technology. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, so... um, And then we also have Amber's ex-personal assistant testifying for Johnny Depp. So she testified in court saying that Oh, Amber is very mean towards her. She's actually very verbally abusive. And when she demanded a race, uh, apparently Amber Heard just laughed at her face or something. Oh, <laughs> you silly girl. So, yeah. So, basically, the the assistant was, like, saying, yeah, Amber Heard is um, not a very um, good person. And then we also have... Kate Moss. So Kate Moss was a very famous model, I think in the late 90s, in the 90s up until like late 2000s. She was a a British model and her and Depp, um, they dated for like four years in the 90s. So in one of Amber's um, claims in court, she said that uh, Johnny and her had a fight near uh, the flight of stairs. And I think Amber hit Johnny in the face. Amber said that it was because she was afraid that Johnny was going to push her down the stairs just like he did with his ex Kate Moss in the 90s. So Amber said that in court. Um. And then Kate Moss, a few weeks later, went on court saying, actually, that's not true. Oh, I'm sorry. She wasn't in court. She was, um, she, I guess it was like a video call or something because she, she was in UK. But so she testified and she said, uh, no, Johnny did not push me down the stairs. He didn't hurt. I mean, he didn't hurt me. Um or push me um, down the stairs. So, 
so this is this is basically lie after lie after lie. Lie, uh huh. Ever heard? Um, uh huh. And then people saying the opposite and be like, "Wait, no, yeah, no, you're lying. What you're saying is is not true." And I I wanted to um I wanted to touch on uh the the most I guess the most salacious thing uh that everyone mm. has taken out of this uh uh this this uh case uh or maybe the 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 this the spiciest thing i guess uh that that amber heard apparently shit on johnny depp's bed what what what, what happened with this so um the apparently <laughs> amber turd okay so um <laughs> amber turd yeah so hashtag oh me poo me poo <laughs> So, um, this happened, I guess, on the day of Amber Heard's birthday, I believe. And I guess Amber planned a very, like, a special party for her birthday. And Johnny was late because he had a meeting with his um, accountant or something. Or it could have been his lawyers. But anyway, he had like a very important meeting. And he was late to the party. And uh, so Amber got really upset. And she um, got on his side of the bed. And then um, Johnny Depp's uh, maid saw the photo. I mean, saw the, the fit on the bed. And then she took a photo and then sent it to Johnny Depp. <clears throat> And then Amber, in court, said, no, actually, that is not my shit. It was actually my dog's shit because Johnny would just leave his um, marijuana line around the apartment. And then sometimes the dog would, like, you know, try to eat a little bit and then he would get, like, diarrhea or something. And then Johnny Depp, um, when he talked about this during his testimony, it was like, what, what dog or tiny little um, Pomeranian dog? Like, the dog is so fucking small that it can't even fucking dump from the floor to the bed. You know, it's like one, it's like one of those uh, tiny dogs. So this, this is like a, this is like a human sized turd. And Amber Heard is, yeah. is is claiming that a Pomeranian produced a human-sized turd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the shit um... is the size of the dog's body. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's the um the 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 story about the the shit gate. Um. And also, um, we also had one, the, the president of Warner Brothers, who owns the DC franchise, testifying for Johnny. So uh, during the trial, Amber said um, that because of uh, this case, this trial with Johnny Depp, her career hasn't been doing very good and her screen time in Aquaman 2 was like cut into like two to ten minutes I think because I of, think you of mean Johnny Aquaman. Depp. Aquaman. Yeah so um 
the so the Warner Brothers president went in court and he said, no, that's what Amber is saying is not true. It, it was because she didn't have any chemistry with the lead, with Jason Momoa. That's why her screen time was cut to 10 minutes. Or her screen time was reduced. It was because she lacked chemistry with Jason, with Aquaman, not because it didn't have anything to do with the Johnny Depp case. Well, uh, d- during like during this whole court procedure, um, uh, or maybe even before it, uh, wasn't Amber Heard saying that like Johnny Depp is so rich and so influential that he can like I, I guess that like she can't even have a fair court hearing or-, or-, or something like that, like, like, like. I mean, of course she would say that. <laughs> like, 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 really, Jeff- as if, as if the president of Warner Brothers would be on Johnny Depp's payroll. <laughs> that 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 Warner Brothers president is probably richer than Johnny Depp. No, 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 no. See, yeah, jo- <laughs> Johnny Depp is like the Illuminati. He's actually behind everything. Oh, he controls everything. <laughs> yeah, then I I think the most interesting witness, um, in this case is Whitney Heard's friend Jennifer Howell. So Whitney is Amber Heard's sister. So Whitney testified for Amber against Johnny and he said that well, I guess she just backed um, Amber's story about the stairs about Johnny and Amber fighting in the stairs and Amber being scared for her life or whatever so this friend Jennifer Howell she's not a friend of Amber she's not a friend of Johnny she's a friend of Whitney and this Jennifer Howell she said you know, I'm not doing this for neither Johnny or Amber. I'm doing this for my friend Whitney because she thinks she believes that Whitney is um, not doing the right thing here. He said that actually Whitney confided in her saying that Whitney is actually scared of, of Amber and she was scared that Amber was gonna during that night that fight by the stairs she was scared that Amber was actually going to push Johnny she said that she was scared that Amber was planning on hurting Johnny or something like that so she can confided that um, with her friend but you know I understand that because Amber's her sister you know she's she has to um, help her I guess or protect her so her story changed when when she testified in court. So Aww, snap. The uh the the result of all of this is um is that uh I guess uh the entire court case was uh based around the idea that um uh that, that Johnny Depp uh was was actually being defamed. Um, by what Amber Heard said. And Amber Heard never actually specifically named Johnny Depp. Um, I mean, it was very much implied, but she never actually said that it was Johnny Depp um, who, who, who did these things. Um, mm-hmm. And it was actually surprising uh, to some people, uh, e- even those who, who were like diehard supporting Johnny Depp. 
that he did win this case because um, uh, Amber Heard never explicitly named Johnny Depp. So uh, I think it was it was uh it, it was it was a little bit interesting that, that Johnny Depp did win the defamation case. I'm I'm glad that he did. Um but that is uh that that is that is a little bit interesting. Um but uh the uh whether or not Johnny Depp uh was going to win the case, it didn't appear as though that was Johnny Depp's concern. He actually yeah. was more concerned about I guess clearing his name in the clearing court in the court of public opinion. Yeah, and getting his dignity back. Um yeah, and he actually said that, you know, he said he didn't really care whether he wins or loses this case. He just wanted everyone, I guess us, you know, or his fans, the everyone who's been talking shit about him. He just wanted to prove that, hey, you know, this person claiming that I'm abusing her, it's, it's actually the other way around. And he has, he has all the evidence. The, the evidence is that, that Amber Heard um, provided for the court, like, that photo of her with... Um, with uh, with her, with the bruise, the two photos that she provided in court. Um, so I guess like a professional uh, forensic image analyst or something uh, yeah, went on court. Guy. Yeah, and he said, "Yeah, this looks like it was um, it, it was edited using uh, like the the photos app on the iPhone." I guess. Well, yeah, it, he. It, he proved it was it, it didn't actually come from the origin like the camera origin mm -hmm. that photo was from a image editing software it didn't mm -hmm. have the proper insic or whatever he called it the technical term for basically the id stamp for what camera did this it didn't have any of that it had mm -hmm. this photoshop program basically as its mm -hmm. origin yeah, and, and, you know, the two photos that she provided, it was, like, literally the same fucking shot, and the lawyer was like, look, it's impossible for someone to take a photo, looking exactly the fucking same, with the, the strand of your hair being in the same place. It, it's like, I could take a selfie, like after one second and it'll look very different from the last selfie that I took. But that photo that she that she provided in court, it looked very, very similar. And um so yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing that that photo was um edited in using the, the photos app on, on the iPhone because I you can tinker with like the exposure and the brightness and the highlights of, of a picture to make it look redder or something because in the other photo it looked like it, it, it was like yellowish or like white it had like a white hue and then the other photo looked very reddish and so the bruise really pops out um oh the bruise in the photo so she, she boosted the contrast yeah so Kind of like that, and you know the the image, the forensic image analyst did say that you know it, it appeared that Amber did actually do that. 
So, and then uh, I, I Amber... remember when the lawyers were arguing about that and that specific testimony by that expert, mm-hmm. and Amber Heard's attorney like went to the freaking bench and got a judgment regarding like he couldn't talk about the colors. And I was watching Nick Ricada analyze this as I like, okay, this is probably what they're talking about. And as it goes on in the objections that are made during his testimony, it becomes increasingly obvious that, yeah, he got a bench ruling from the judge that he, he could object to the expert talking about the colors. But then when he cross-examines the freaking expert witness himself, he opens the door back up to mentioning the colors like a freaking idiot <laughs> and defeated his own judgment that he got from the bench. <laughs> Uh, is this i think amber's lawyer i think when he was um in questioning one of the witnesses was like objection objection your honor but it was actually his question that the the witness was was answering yeah and that was then, that was very then funny. he ended up at, at asking the very question that he had been objecting to the other lawyer <laughs> trying to ask and he opened the door back up to it like an idiot and, and then he was like <laughs> Um, on second thought, this literally happened, you could rewind the tape. On second thought, I don't think I'll ask that question. <laughs> and the whole jury saw that, and they're like, wait a minute. The jury kind I think they kind of knew. It's like, oh, there's some funky business going on here. I don't mm-hmm. trust this. Yeah, Amber Heard's lawyers were very, um, I don't know. I guess Amber didn't have the budget to, um, you know, pay for good lawyers. Like I think this, uh, I think her name was Elaine, the 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 lady lawyer, and she was like questioning um, one of Johnny's witness witnesses, and she was she was saying, "I'm trying, I'm trying," because <laughs> she yeah, couldn't she come was up questioning- with. She questioned a former attorney of Johnny Depp's, and every time she asked Johnny Depp's former attorney, the attorney in the courtroom that was actively representing Johnny Depp at the time was like, I would advise the witness not to answer on the grounds of attorney-client privilege, and he said, I take that under advisement, and that just kept happening over and over and over again, and I was just rubbing my temples like, oh, God, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, so... uh... I I uh, uh, I remember uh, talking to you a little bit uh, a little bit about this, Koi. Um, so, I guess this is purely opinion, right? But it did maybe it did kind of seem like Amber Heard's lawyers were just there to do a job, whereas Johnny Depp's mm-hmm. lawyers actually kind of seemed to like genuinely be on Johnny Depp's side. Yeah, that was. That was actually very interesting. I see a lot of like clips on TikTok and YouTube. Um, so a lot of people have observed um, like the behavior of Johnny Depp's lawyers uh, versus uh, Amber Heard's lawyers. So in in this one video that I saw, someone was was um testifying in court and and amber was taking notes and then someone zoomed in on the camera and it appears as though amber is just not really writing anything she was just like 
doing these hand motions of like pretending to write anything but the pen wasn't actually touching the paper and then you see his her uh her lawyer behind her like looking down and then like sighing or something i i wouldn't say he rolled his eyes but it i i guess he did but like it he just like sighed or something anyway and then you have you know johnny depp's lawyers which um you know you can tell that they really believe in johnny they really believe that johnny depp is telling the truth um when they did their closing arguments uh, or closing remarks um what do you call it um ben chu the the male lawyer that's been sitting right next to johnny this whole trial he w- he actually choked up when he was delivering his speech and i was like shit i you know these lawyers love johnny they um they they really do believe in him so yeah that was that was interesting to to see to watch i think in my opinion uh, amber heard probably had activist lawyers that at the end of the day whether she won or lost, they're just going to make the same activistic spiel and further their own political, ideological causes. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really care about her at all as an individual. It it actually it 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 just it faintly reminded me of um, the prosecution in the uh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, court case. Um, yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse fired his first legal team because they were activist lawyers, like Second Amendment activists, ideological activists. And the guy that he got, like, Your Honor, the reeking havoc, like the, the freaking penultimate Wisconsin guy, that guy, you could tell, and he even explicitly said, I represent clients, not causes. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the, the the last thing here is, okay, obviously Johnny Depp won. Um, Amber Heard now owes him, like... Um, uh, like thirteen million dollars, or maybe a little bit less. But she owes him a lot of money. Um, I think uh, Amber Heard probably is in no position to uh, pay Johnny Depp at the moment. This uh, really sucks for Amber Heard, I guess, because uh, she doesn't have it. Um, uh, I guess uh, she'll probably have to take all of the proceeds from um, the Aquaman uh, sequel and just give it directly to Johnny Depp. Um, but uh, uh, the 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 other interesting thing about this is that the public opinion was so in favor of Johnny Depp on this one. Like both the left and the right, uh, and fucking a, they don't they don't agree on anything. But both the left and the right, like fucking everyone, was was in favor of Johnny Depp. Um, the, the the public opinion was was kind of based uh, in in this in this thing. Usually, public opinion not very based. This one kind of based, uh, and also um, this is kind of a blow to the whole uh, Me Too movement thing of, of believe all wham. Um, uh, so even though this is like just kind of like like pop culture kind of gossip uh, sort of stuff, um, I think that it does have a. a socio-political ramifications. I would probably agree with that.
what became of Koi? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, at least that's, uh, that's, that's my take. Um, but, uh, uh, with that, uh, uh, Koi, do you have, uh, do you have anything else that you would, uh, that you would like to add, uh, uh, in, in terms of, uh, uh, the outcome of this case? Um, no, I, I don't really want to disclose my, uh, my spicy takes on this issue, but. I mean, I I have nothing else to add. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, just, just <laughs> pure pure facts, no opinions. Uh, no. Um. All right. Well. Uh. With with that, I guess. Uh. Uh. Thank you. Uh. Very much for um. Uh. Giving us. Uh. Uh. Information and insight. Uh. Onto this. Uh. This this court case that. Uh. Has. Uh. Captured the attention of. Uh, so many Americans. Um, uh, and yeah, I, I, I appreciate, uh, uh, you for, uh, for coming on and, uh, and, uh, telling us what you know. Um, and, uh, uh, with that, I guess, uh, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on and you can, you can dip out. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that, that is our, uh, I guess our, our senior, um, pop culture correspondent. Correspondent. Thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, well, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, the uh, I I think I I I I think that you know uh, I haven't I I haven't been paying attention to to the case that much, but it 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 does. Um, uh, I think it it I think it at least red pilled some some normies. Um, so yeah. I think yeah, it's 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 a it's a good thing, and I I, I am genuinely glad that uh, that Johnny Depp won because uh, Amber Heard uh, seems like kind of a cunt. Yeah, most of my interest in the case was through watching uh, Nick Ricada on the Ricada Law YouTube channel. He's also on Odyssey, so shout outs to Nick Ricada, which is where the vast majority of my information about the trial comes from. <laughs> Um, yeah, all right, uh, so that is, that was most of the, uh, the, the main stories that we, uh, that we had to, uh, get into, um, so that's the, uh, it's the, uh, probably the, the most important bits, um, but, uh, uh, also, uh, as we, as we like to do here, um, uh, we like to just have some fucking, uh, kind of out there harebrained ideas that, that, you know, may, may be insightful, maybe not. Um, so I wanted to talk about, uh, and I, I was talking about, uh, uh, this, uh, with you, Breaker, on, uh, on Wednesday. Um, what is a dollar? What is a dollar? Well, I, I guess the best definition of a dollar would be some type of discretized unit of value. <laughs> I I think I I I think that you're right, but I I think that a dollar has or or any any unit of currency any 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 unit any oh uh, oh shit um we have Parallax uh, has joined us we have he knows Parallax. about economics he might he might have some insight into this particular part of the conversation. Uh, hey. I just heard something about a dollar being a discre somebody believing it's a discretized unit of something 
value. Value. Uh, I wouldn't say it's value so much as trust. Uh, ah, I, I actually, I believe that it, it may be neither. Okay. So, <clears throat> I think that uh, a, 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 uh, a dollar, or any currency, um, it's a, it's like this, it's a unit, essentially. It's a unit that can uh, simultaneously um, interact with every single aspect of the market. And have a relationship between all aspects of the market simultaneously. And that is what the dollar is. So, for instance, um, uh, a car is worth however many dollars, which is worth however many microwaves, which is worth however many um, seashells, which is worth however many airplanes. Um, a dollar unites every single aspect of the economy together uh, with this one, like, almost, like, fucking, like, uh, thing that is, like, in a, almost like a quantum state of, like, tying together the entire economy. Um, yeah. You could do that with anything, though. Oh, yeah, it doesn't have to be a dollar. It could be a ruble. It has to be something that's, like, an agreed-upon representation of the underlying value that the physical commodity, the dollar, ultimately represents. It could be rubles, rupees, yen, whatever, but there has to be some type of underlying value structure that these pieces of paper with old people's faces on them mean something. Well, and the, the important bit, and I think that this is actually healthy for, for the economy, is that the dollar ought be um, slightly uh, inflationary, because... If, if the dollar becomes a long-term store of wealth, then it is no longer doing the thing that the dollar should be doing. Um, the, the, the dollar is this, it's this, it's this thing that exists in the economy that does a job. It relates everything to everything else. When people start hoarding dollars, then the dollar is no longer doing its job because it's no longer a, a representation of, of relationships between disparate parts of the economy um when i don't think that's true though okay all right let's let's get into it if, if you store dollars in your mattress sure but if you put it in the bank it gets it gets loaned at lent out and it goes back into circulation even though you have a a, a nominal value of your account what it's supposedly worth that money is in circulation being used well <clears throat> That is, uh, uh, that is true. When you, um, when you have dollars in the bank, in your bank, it just, it, it goes right back out. But, um, I guess, uh, in, in general, um, there's, there's not a lot of benefit to hoarding dollars when you have a slightly inflationary economy, because, um, why wouldn't you have literally anything else? Buy, buy stocks, buy gold, buy, buy anything else. The dollar is always slightly inflationary. It, it always slightly loses value over time. Anyone that has even a modicum of wealth doesn't want to store their money in the dollar. And I mean, especially right now when you have um, uh, massive inflation. Uh, and artificially low interest rates. Right, right. If the interest rates were high, then people would save money and make interest on it. And then they would save money for their investments rather than taking out debt and paying interest. 
I, I think that the, the, the purpose of the dollar is that it's, it's, uh, it, it links all parts of the economy together and it is, it's, it's, a, it's purely transactional. It's, it's supposed to be a short-term um, holder of value, kind of like in a cell. The dollar is like ATP. It gets, it gets used and, and then reused and reused constantly. Like a cell doesn't hold most of its energy in the form of ATP. The ATP is like the, the quick um, exchange of energy. A cell will mm -hmm. hold most of its energy in the form of like, I don't know, um, carbohydrates or fats. Uh, so that's, that's, that's effectively what a dollar is. Now, here's the thing. When, when, uh, when, when the dollar is being fucked with, uh, say when the Federal Reserve decides that they want to print a whole bunch of dollars or, or do whatever it is that they like to do with dollars, um, the, the dollar is, is no longer able to actually fulfill its, its actual function in the economy. And I think that the, uh, the economy, because, um, ultimately it's, it, it's built off of this, uh, basically this, this concept of entropy, um, uh, this is this is actually not the thing that maximizes entropy the best in an economy. So, uh, what you what has ended up happening is someone built a thing that is much more difficult for a government to come in and regulate and try to print more of, and that's called a cryptocurrency. And the market, as soon as this thing was invented, the market embraced it, and it it went, um, oh, okay, great. This is a a unit of transaction that can also represent all aspects of the economy and tie everything together, but it can't be fucked with, which means that it can actually perform a better job than the uh, Federal Reserve dollar can. Uh, and I think that that's, that's exactly what we're seeing. Like, I think that that is basically the explanation of, of, of why crypto is, is, is better than a dollar. Um, it doesn't mean that crypto is actually a store of, of value. I mean, you could argue that maybe Bitcoin is. Maybe maybe Bitcoin actually does not end up being um, a unit of transaction. Hell, maybe Dogecoin becomes a unit of transaction. But uh, people are people are holding crypto right now because uh, the future is not the dollar. The future is crypto. So for right now, it's a good investment. But in you know in in the probably the near future. Crypto is no longer a good investment. Crypto is just a unit of transaction. And I think that that is actually the healthiest state for our economy. I totally support that. Well, technically, crypto always ultimately impinges upon the tech sector. It is, it's fundamentally a technology in the way that a dollar can be a technology if invested in technology, but it's not fundamentally part of that sector in and of itself, whereas cryptocurrency is. I, I actually, I would argue that, that, a dollar is a technology. I mean, before a a discrete uh, unit of um, of of of, uh, of exchange was available, people used the barter system. It's like okay, like I need I need a pair, and I have apples. But the guy who is selling pairs doesn't want apples; he wants shoes. So now I have to ch exchange my pairs for shoes, so I can get the shoes, so I can give the guy the shoes, so I can get an apple or a pair or whatever. Okay, I need to. I need to more vigorously define that then because you're you're right in, in like an essential way a dollar is a form of techne in like the platonic sense right. but what I was referring to what I said a technology as is that it's part of the tech sector of the economy I mean it's uh 
it's definitely like it's it's dependent on like computers and and the internet and electricity and, right yeah i mean it, it's dependent on all of these things like um crypto could not have existed 30 years ago right like it's it's a new development i i agree with that i wonder what parallax has to say about this um yeah essentially the um the guarantees of crypto are its improved <laughs> method of assuring trust essentially um Cryptos are down right now, partially because the raising interest rates um, tend to hurt gold, essentially also in the same way. Um, what happens is, is uh, investments have to unwind. Interest rates crash stocks uh, when the, the debt, that the leverage that was used um, follows certain algorithms for how much collateral you have to have. When the, uh, so the debt or the the interest rates rise and the stock prices go down and people have to either sell or they have to uh, further tanks the market or they have to put up more collateral and usually they're leveraged to the hilt, which means that they have to sell things in order to collect or to, uh, to even out their portfolios. And, uh, that tends to hold hurt gold and silver and it tends to, uh, Seems that it's hurting crypto as well, but that's a temporary thing because higher interest rates are generally not good for gold. But we're already in an inflationary regime, so it's actually a good time to buy. Oh, a good time to buy crypto? Yeah, I, I would agree, um, especially uh, Dogecoin because uh, I, I I have some Dogecoin, and so if more people buy not it, than financial I... <laughs> <laughs> not financial advice. Not financial advice. All, all, all Dogecoin doesn't have a limit on its inflation. Uh, and more can be produced. Well, okay, but what, what I was saying, no... what, what I was saying previously is that actually you okay, um, you 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 want the uh, you want the dollar to be slightly inflationary. Um, the the issue with Bitcoin is that it's actually a little bit more like gold. Um, I think that something like like Dogecoin with its its just constant slight inflationary uh, pressure uh, makes it. Uh, a very good candidate for um, just being the pure like cellular ATP sort of just transactional like quick uh, quick sort of uh, exchange. Um, and I'm not saying that Dogecoin is actually the future. All I'm saying is that I do have some Dogecoin and if people were to buy uh, more Dogecoin, then I would make more money and that would make me happy. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> Don't you think well, you're a little Keynesian there on uh, monetary policy. Whoa, 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 think, whoa. that's uh, not Keynesian. If, if, no, that's selfish. Nah, I mean with the uh, inflationary monetary policy. That's Keynes. Um, who was a socialist, by the way? So I'm going to look at you differently now. <clears throat> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you think if the interest rates were... Uh, derived naturally by the market itself the higher interest rates would encourage people not to stockpile dollars also uh actually i i i would be very much in favor of um the the federal reserve having nothing to do with interest rates i think it should be uh just the free market uh, determining what what interest rates are globally yeah of course well i mean the dollar wouldn't have to be inflationary in that regime 
Because well, if there's high interest rates, you don't store your money under the mattress. You invest it. Right, right. Uh, but if the if if the dollar is not in okay, you you have you have three choices. Either the dollar is deflationary, the dollar is or any currency. Let's say Dogecoin. The dollar the, the doge the doge is deflationary, inflationary, or it's completely stable. Well, it's never going to be completely stable. That's like out of the picture. So it's either deflation no. it's it's slightly deflationary or it's slightly inflationary. If it's slightly deflationary, that's a that's a problem because then um it's basically your investment is just holding as much doge as possible. Um but that's not actually the purpose of of, of doge. The purpose of uh, the purpose of doge is is quick rapid um exchange uh, of value. So uh what you actually want is basically for any currency that exists in like a uh, you know in a in a healthy um uh, uh economy is slightly inflationary. Um you're, you're... You're forcing the time preference of people, though, which is I'm sorry, uh, essentially... You're a... Go ahead. You're kind of robot-y parallax. Oh, sorry, I'm on the road. Um, Don't kill anybody. <laughs> in, in, inflationary policy is um, you're forcing the time preference of the participants in the market, which means you're telling them not to save, which means that they get stuck with not... Be, it, it, it's counterproductive for them to save for expenses. Well, that's it, I'm actually, it's I, not. It, it's very fragile. I, I'm I'm actually I'm not advocating for that whatsoever. I don't want any sort of uh, policy that's enacted about how much something in, like is inflationary. What I'm saying is that um, I think that I uh, if you if you want to have a a store of wealth, then you can. You can invest in, like, let's say, a company. You can invest on the stock market, or let's say that you're uh, you're you're not as optimistic uh, about the future of the economy. Maybe you invest in gold. Maybe you invest in in a number of things. Invest in a house. Um, invest in a car. Although that's a terrible investment. There's lots of things that you can invest in, um, but I think that it's generally a bad state for an economy if you if you are investing in the currency itself because that actually grinds the economy to a halt you see this in any economy that faces uh, deflation what i'm saying is that we can get rid of the the fucking federal reserve you can basically have um anarcho capistan and a current a, a, a cryptocurrency like doge has a natural uh inflationary pressure that makes it so that it is uh constantly doing the job that is that it is supposed to be doing it relates all other aspects of the economy together so um like how much uh how many uh if it let's say that that like a currency didn't exist how many uh, pounds of gold is a airplane worth i don't know i have no idea how many pounds of gold an airplane is worth but if i have this this currency then the currency can tie together the gold with the airplane because this currency is worth this much gold and it's worth this many airplanes and it's all tied together. That's the point of the currency. The, the, the quick rapid exchange is the thing that ties everything together. It lets you have information about the market, right? Whereas it would be very difficult to like just do a trade purely between gold and airplane. You wouldn't know, but with, 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 this, with, with, with a currency, you totally have that. And you want that currency to be slightly inflationary so that it can do its job of 
of of not being itself a store of wealth. That's what you want from a currency. Like gold is a store of wealth. Like that's why people are not are not trying to trade gold. Um, that's that's why like it's a like, store of wealth because people are not. It's a store of wealth because people. It's not the currency though, and the currency is inflationary. Like if you if if gold was the currency, then you would simply just denominate everything in weight of gold, and that would be the denomination. It'd be no different than the number of dollars. But the 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 problem with actually using gold as a currency, and I'm not saying government policy here. I'm I'm saying strictly fucking anarcho capitalism. Um, the problem with gold, yeah, yeah. the the problem with gold <clears throat> is that uh, it is uh essentially inherently deflationary because there is a limited amount of gold and the economy um keeps growing the number of people on earth keeps growing which means that the uh the uh the ability to obtain gold continues to fall so gold itself is inherently deflationary that's why it's a store of wealth what you want from a currency is not something that you hold on to it's something that you ex just it's a quick rapid exchange but it also does something else it ties together all parts of the economy which again is why let's but go who is, who, who is the you that wants in this though like if you're if you're talking about like a government of course a government wants inflationary policy because they want people to spend and they measure their success in, in GDP which can include waste but if you're like a common man kind of thing then like deflation is good for you like if 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 um if technology and investment and competition are naturally deflationary right so um there's some degree of deflation where people hold their money but as people hold their money, the interest rate goes up and then people invest their money. Uh, they're more likely to invest their money. So the interest rate goes down. And as they invest their money, it just follows a natural cycle of behavior, but it will follow the ebbs and flows of the market naturally to force the inflation. I, I mean, it, I don't, I don't see what not even not infl forcing inflation, but I don't see the benefit to inflation because then the money that people are making, not just holding, goes down in value, and then you have to raise rates, and then it's it's a self-propelling cycle of inflation. Uh, which just de uh, de deflation might be beneficial um, in the short term for an individual, uh, of course, but uh, I think that it ultimately kind of leads to the uh, to the collapse of an economy because it no longer makes sense to invest. Uh, uh, or or do a lot of trades like for instance um let's say that, that we had like like a sh like a like a uh let's say that i have a hundred dollars and i know that a year from now my hundred dollars will be worth the equivalent of 150 dollars in that case my incentive is to not buy anything i want to wait a year to buy something because now my money is worth more well everyone has that same opinion which means that everyone just holds and doesn't buy anything uh and that is that's that's a that that's a problem for an economy because it, it kind of it shuts down all trade you don't want that what you want is uh just a slightly inflationary um exchange of value because that keeps uh everything um moving and that doesn't mean you can't invest that doesn't mean that that like you can't store wealth it's just that you shouldn't store wealth in a dollar 
you should be or a doge you should be storing wealth in in other things if that's what you're so inclined to do i'm i'm, I'm not opposed to you know people making investments like that's fantastic what i'm saying is that specifically when it comes to the central currency of an economy it is important that it is slightly inflationary like that's that's just facts general chief this is a common criticism i bring up of you you're kind of in a weird way you're kind of too nice to too many people you give like massive collection collectives of people the same deference and benefit of the doubt you would give an individual a reasonable like libertarian like anarchic individual such as yourself and I don't think on like a massive scale you would see the type of reasonable economic decisions that you are talking about making from your point of view <laughs> in all cases. Uh right, you're you're saying that um uh what's what's that what's that uh, criticism of economists they uh, they they don't study homo sapiens, they study um uh homo uh uh, uh homo uh uh, logicalis or something like like the the, the perspective of the, of the economist is that um, Homo sapiens are purely logical creatures, uh, mm-hmm. but um, for the most part, you can trust that human beings will do selfish things, especially in an economy. That's a fact. Like it, like, and they'll also do stupid things, and more people will do stupid things than smart things. <laughs> right, but. <clears throat> That is that's more or less besides the point. Um, the 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 economy itself is 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 a, it's a it's a complex organism. Um, so, uh, like to a certain extent, yes, some people will be done will, will be dumb uh, about their what they do with their money. But for the economy as a whole, as like this complex entity that exists, I. Uh, that no one can understand, because if anyone could actually understand it, then they would just become infinitely wealthy because they could completely understand the stock market and just make the best investments. No one understands the economy because it's too complex for any uh, uh, human or group of humans to, to understand. Um, uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, it's, it seems to work best with uh, a slightly uh, inflationary um, central currency. And... For the most part, that is what the dollar is, but the dollar is fucked with because uh, the government uh, decides that it wants to fuck with it. That's not healthy for the economy to have like its central unit of exchange be fucked with. Uh, that's why uh, something like Doge, I think, uh, is a path forward. doesn't necessarily have to be Doge, but uh, I believe that that is uh, a path forward towards a healthier economy. I think cryptocurrency is actually too transparent, and the fact that it can't be fucked with is actually a detriment. Because you need to be able to lie to stupid people, or else they buy all the toilet paper. <laughs> or, or, or uh, like the uh, uh, like 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 what doc- Dr. Fauci advised. Um, you don't need masks. Uh, uh because uh, you know, he he said he said no one needs a mask. But then it turns out that actually he thought that people do need masks. He just didn't want to tell people that they need masks because they wanted to hoard the masks for the medical workers. Um, see, I don't think that that's that any of that's good. Like, I'm kind of the uh, the the much more libertarian. Like, you know what? You should be honest with people. 
the best result will come not out. Not everyone to- deserves. It's not that everyone doesn't deserve that you be honest with them. This is. Uh, sorry, uh, Breaker, you, you broke up a bit there. Re, my yeah. signal. Yeah, re, you're, you're back. You're back. Re, okay. Um, it's not a purely meritorious thing because it can't be because not everyone is capable of exercising that level of responsibility and accountability. Most people are stupid. In any complex system, it's going to be Pareto conformal. That means 80% of the people are just going to be like kind of banging around and sometimes they land on heads, sometimes they land on tails. And then 20% of the people are going to be the movers and shakers that need to make sure that 80% of people don't rock the whole boat and I'll go to one side and tip the capsize the freaking vessel. I disagree that we need uh, any such authority. I think that um, the uh, it's a it's a complex system. It, it, it can it can handle it, it, well, it, it can it, it can handle all sorts of people. Okay, the difference is this isn't. I'm not really proposing like a top down idealistic form of authority because you're right. You can't really like plot out a complex system in that way with that level of exactitude. What I'm talking about is something that's. A type of authority that's purely naturally derived that will kind of organically conglomerate. But if you have like this maximally transparent blockchain currency and everyone can literally just pull up the exchange and see exactly what it's doing and you can't obfuscate and conceal anything, that's actually not a good thing because stupid people don't under, understand complex systems even less than okay, the smart people do. Breaker, Breaker, that's, that's, that's precisely the argument uh, for socialism. You see, the, uh, the, uh, the, the lowly worker, yes, he, he, is, he is good worker, but he does not understand uh, uh, greater, greater things at play. It is um, the party and the leader that uh, is, is wiser. He is uh, equal, but more equal, you understand? And so, uh, yes, he, he, he's, he's the guide for, uh, for, for everyone else, uh, for, for their benefit. No, dude, fuck that. Fuck that shit. Um, uh, we've seen that play out. Uh, not only does it make, not only does it ruin the economy every single time, it also just makes everyone, everyone's lives work, uh, everyone's lives worse. Uh, both uh, for the for the lowly worker and also for, like, the, the, the fucking richer people. Everyone loses in that. Um, I mean, unless you're at the head of the of the fucking uh, party, um, there's no fucking way. And I also I want I want to point this out. Uh, when it uh, when it comes to uh, let's say the economy, right? Um, the economy left alone uh, to to do its own things as this as this complex system entity that seems to just work on its own without any sort of government in- interference that just seems to do its own thing um this system is based off of entropy it's really good at uh at at at, at dealing with supply and demand at the distribution of uh, uh, it's it's really good at, at distributing scarce resources it's fantastically good at it it's far better than any command economy any top-down uh, economy it just a, a free open market is incredibly good at the distribution of scarce resources, incredibly good at it. And it works off of this principle of entropy. Fundamentally, it's an entropic system. So as, as far as I envision it, actually, um, if you just let it go and you let it do its own thing, um, it would 
distribute resources to just about every human. Now, that doesn't mean that every human being will receive exactly the same thing, of course. But what it does seem to do really well is, dis is just distribute resources to just about every human. So, for instance, uh, the poor in America... Um, their issue is that uh, they actually have too many calories. Maybe not enough nutrients, there are problems. But our poor are fat. Uh, the poor in other countries are, are, skin, are, are skinny and starving, right? That's the difference. Our economy uh, are, are just let it go, fucking hands off. Uh, uh, our economy, uh, and it's not nearly as hands off as I, as, as I would like it to be, but you know, comparing it to, to a socialist system. Well, that would be Singapore, but Singapore has some type of... They have vague semblance of socialist oversights, like yeah, they have yeah. a tax that's basically a savings account where the government just saves the money for you and you can do things like get medical insurance and buy houses with that money, but you can't spend it on fucking beer because you're a dumbass and you're not going to save it and we know you're not going to save it, so we'll just save it for you, shut the fuck up, this is for your own good. Right, and I, I'm not sure if I agree with that, but my, my, my point is is that the, uh, the, the, the free market economic system is entropic it will distribute resources uh and in fact i think that it is everything that the communists actually want in their end goal utopia so i think that like at the at the end of like let's say like like anarcho-capitalism maybe um like the 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 end of that where, where you just completely take the reins off the economy and you say you know what economy you do what you will um, it will actually provide resources extremely fairly to basically everyone, whereas the communists want to achieve exactly the same thing, but they want to do it through uh, very precise human control. So, like, both will theoretically result in the same thing, except the communists will never get there because they just, they just keep having to hold on. They just keep having to have control. It's like the Fight Club thing where it's just, dude, just fucking let go. Just let go and things will turn out better. The communists, uh, they just have to hold on. They just keep having to have control. And it's that it's that fucking it's that human level of control that always causes the system to fail. If they just let go, they would actually get what they wanted. Yeah, you can have this like overbearing authority and control. Like we, we both agree that communism doesn't work because food and math exist. And I think the disagreement we have is that the opposite extreme of that, the absolute laissez-faire freedom, also isn't that much of a good thing when you really stop to think about it, because midwits exist and con men exist. And the market can deal with that. So, for instance, um, uh, do you do you think that like in a in a in an ecosystem there aren't the equivalent of midwit and con uh, con man organisms? Well, if they... well, yeah, that's the victory butterfly and the, and the milk snake. Sure, yeah, yeah. The, and the corn the, snake. Those exist, but they, they ultimately just become aspects of the ecosystem. They don't, they don't take it over, right? They, they're just they're different aspects of the ecosystem. Um, uh, over, over time, they just become another aspect of this, of this complex, complex uh, network, right? Um, that's, that's precisely what an economy is. Sure, yeah, you might end up with some con men. You might end up with, with, with midwits. Yeah, sure, of course. But ultimately, it's just, it's the, the, the complex system that, that is the economy can deal with these things in the same way that an ecosystem can. Like, an ecosystem isn't taken over by, um, uh, by, by, uh, flies that look like bees but aren't actually bees. Like, it's not a thing. 
I think Parallax should get in on this. He's been quiet for a while. Unless he died. Yeah. Parallax, are you still with us? I just got back. I did die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something that uh, procures like it's too open kind of thing. Uh, an example of that is in cryptocurrencies like uh, Bitcoin, which uses block transactions verified and whatnot. Um, one of the scams that I don't know if anyone's figured out how to deal with yet is um, people who are doing the verifying look for large transactions like buy orders or exchanges on a crypt between cryptocurrencies, and then they insert their own um, transaction before the other one and try to get that verified. And if they succeed, um, they up the price or the ex they change the exchange rate right before the other person's transaction goes, and then they can uh, cash out on a margin on that. And that actually introduces inefficiency because everybody can see what everyone else is doing. Uh, oh, shit. So <clears throat> this, uh, this happens with... Um... Anything that is a sufficiently small market with large players. Um, so, uh, for instance, uh, I think that uh, uh, there is a guy on YouTube. Uh, I think uh, he goes by the name of uh, the the spiffing the spiffing Brit. Uh, spiffing Brit. Yeah, and he uh, he he has an excellent YouTube channel. Um, but basically, what he does is... A perfectly he... balanced game with no exploits whatsoever. Yes, exactly, right. <laughs> and so, so he, like, he, he's really good at, at exploiting, uh, lots of things. And he did this one, uh, YouTube video where he, uh, he went on the Steam, uh, marketplace, and, uh, you can, like, I think it was, like, like a, like a cucumber emoji or something. And there's, like, a, the, the cucumber emoji was selling for, like, like like uh, some fraction of a penny, and there is like maybe a million of them that exist on on the store, and so with like a hundred dollars, you can buy up all of the cucumber emojis, and then you can actually shoot the price up, and then now that the price is up, you can sell off some of the cucumber emojis that you have, and you can do that because uh like for a hundred dollars you can actually manipulate the market, um, generally speaking. Uh, that produces bad results. Um, now, when you look at something the size of, let's say, the American economy, um, no company can actually buy enough American dollars to influence the price of the dollar. At least, it, uh, maybe they can a bit, but it would be difficult because of how large the economy is. The only institution that can possibly do that is the Federal Reserve, and not because they can buy up a whole bunch of American dollars, it's because they can just fucking print them. Uh, so, I, I think that what you, what you want is you, you want a, a sufficiently large economy where you can't have uh, that sort of level of play, um, like the Federal Reserve. Uh, like that, that, that is bad for an economy. Agree. I agree. I agree. But like, it, let's say that like, let's say that Doge, for instance, got big enough that it replaced the dollar, then no one would actually be able to buy enough Doge to properly influence its, its value. That, that would just, that's the case. Except it can still be printed. Well, but 
that's what I said. Like, like Doge is a thing that um, it always produces a bit of Doge over time. Um, it is just constantly inflationary. That's actually good, right? It like in an it it in and of itself um, does print a little bit of Doge at a time, just all the time. I like I I agree. That's actually a good thing, but. If Doge were to replace the dollar, then no one would be really in a financial circumstance where they could actually just uh, buy all the Doge. That would be unless I don't know you um like you uh you you had like some merger between Amazon and Facebook and everything that Elon Musk Elon Musk owns and and Google and they all like got together to create like some sort of like frankenstein conglomerate and they owned like and also like blackrock right and they just all owned like so many dollars that they could actually start like influencing it like if that like if that happened that would be fucking terrible um which would be perfectly fine under the ancapistan rules <laughs> which is why uh to to some extent i'm not a full-blown uh anarcho capistani uh i unless there's a better like a better argument or a better proposal uh, maybe we do need a little bit of government in the, in there, at least to um, have uh, antitrust laws and maybe to provide like firefighters and police. Like maybe maybe that's you know maybe we do need that. Well, innovation and technology are inherently deflationary. So how would you um, propose to maintain an inflationary currency? And I'm not sold that that's a good idea at all, but. The, the fact of the matter is that usually money supplies that aren't being tampered with are deflationary. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, you, you said that, that technology uh, is inherently deflationary. What, what do you mean by that? Technological advance. Or increased efficiency, processes, new technology that competes with old technology. But how, how is that inherently deflationary? Well, what did a uh, computer cost uh, to send somebody to the moon? And what did your cell phone cost? Okay, that, that actually sounds like it's uh, inflationary, right? No. You can afford things now well, that are more powerful than like... things that you couldn't yeah. possibly have afforded before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. in in the moon computer in, in relationship to the dollar. To... In relationship to the dollar, I mean, yeah, I, 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 no, I, I, guess, it, I guess you could say that. Oh, in relationship to what it actually does and what it costs, like the moon, the Apollo Eleven computer was like a warehouse full of freaking shit that costed millions and millions of dollars, and it was one one hundredth as powerful as the computer you are sitting in front of right now. Yeah. Even the generation of cell phones from a few years ago that used to be like $1,100 are now like $500. Right, right, right. Because the but... technology has advanced, and now that technology from then is no longer as competitive. That's deflationary. The same thing costs you less money than it did before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, uh, when it comes to like computers, uh, as long as they're uh, following Moore's law, um, it may not, it, but... it yeah, they're not. Uh, but at least when they were, it, it might make sense to uh, to uh, sit and wait for a year because you're going to get a more powerful computer in a year. Yeah, absolutely true. But 
again, people aren't uh, exchanging uh, computers for goods. They're exchanging dollars. It, it's okay for other things to be deflationary. There's, there's no issue with that. But the problem is cryptocurrency is intrinsically tied to what? technology, which is deflationary over long enough periods of time. So... No. What if we have a whole bunch of different competing cryptocurrencies that get more and more efficient over time? Technically, it's like a type of meta-inflation, where now there's cryptocurrencies everywhere that inflate, deflate, hold value, do all kinds of things. There's surprisingly little innovation across them, though. Honestly. Most of them are just either meme coins or like some copy of Bitcoin or, or uh, Ethereum. Yeah, and this like, is with a little tiny bit of like minimal innovation. Just imagine if cryptocurrency takes off and becomes a thing and people start investing more in innovating crypto. It's going to get even worse. They're kind of restrained by the... Um, uh, I don't know, the logical uh, puzzles of uh, of trust. Yeah, the, like the, the Byzantine thing. The Byzantine network, or something like that, whatever it's called. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's very. These are actually very difficult problems to solve. That's why it took us so long to form cryptocurrencies at all. Most of them actually, like all these proof of stake networks, are actually kind of a reversion, like back to previous, because they, they actually trade energy efficiency for less trustworthiness potentially or like um big wigs have to buy into the system and then people with enough money in some cases get to control the system um some of them have delegated systems where you could invest into a validator and take a portion of the stake so it's a little better i guess but still they tend to be less robust because they don't have to use mathematics to prove validity so as much oh snap uh well um uh, i think that we've uh we've approached the uh almost uh, uh i guess uh, it's like almost two hours and 15 minutes um Mark, uh, I think we got a lot of good arguments out during the second part of the show with economics. Maybe someone listening to this will be able to figure something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I think uh, with that, um, we can uh, we can wrap uh, wrap wrap this uh, part of the show up. Um, I uh, I'm I'm recovering from a from a stomach flu, so uh, <laughs> I might. I just uh, go ahead and, uh, uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, it was uh, excellent talking with you guys. Um, I uh, thank you uh, for uh, for uh, hopping on and, and talking with us, uh, Parallax. Uh, thank you. Uh, and yeah, um, uh, uh, with that. Uh, remember to uh, like and subscribe. If you leave a comment, we will uh, read it uh, and probably respond to it. Um, and uh, yeah, have a uh, have have a good uh, rest of the week, everyone. Um, peace out, Breaker. 
None of this constitutes financial advice. Please seek qualified professional help. And please buy Dogecoin. All right, peace out, everyone. No. Nope. <laughs>